so I have an idea for today's show. Okay. And it's 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 a downer, but okay. I think it's a good topic. Okay. And and that is life threatening diseases. Life threatening diseases. In particular, cancer. Uh huh. I've heard of it. Uh, I had a friend who mm. uh, who's a writer for Salon.com, Mary Elizabeth. Did you say had or have? I do have a friend named okay. Mary Elizabeth Williams who is uh, who is a writer for Salon.com uh-huh. and uh, wrote me last week mm-hmm. while I was at Lasso eating pizza with my mother on Friday. Mm. And, uh, and she said, you know, one of your pictures is going to run on Salon later today. And I was like, really? What for? And she mm. texted back for the article about my cancer. Mm. Now, Mary Beth is a very kind of witty, silly, funny kind of lady. Mm-hmm. So I thought she was joking. Oh, okay. Did you, what, did you, did you say something inappropriate? No, I oh. didn't. Okay. I, I just sort of said, okay, well, send me a link when it happened, you know. <laughs> okay. Good luck with the cancer. Send me a link. Well, well I was with my mom, you know, I was, <laughs> no. you know, in the middle of lunch. Sure. So, so the next, so the rest of the day goes, my mother and I go to MoMA, see the stuff. We go out to dinner that night, whatever we go to, she sleeps in my bed and I slept on the couch. Uh huh. So my mother, as older women do, wakes up at five thirty in the morning. <laughs> right. Uh, so she wakes up at five thirty and wakes me up at five thirty, and I pick up my phone and there's a, there's a text from my sister saying, Mary Beth has cancer. Uh huh. She's like, that sucks. And I'm like, oh my God, she really has cancer. Now I, I had lunch with this woman a week ago, Uh a week before none of this, whatever, nothing, you know, didn't even mention it. Well, you know, maybe she wasn't sure. Well, she didn't know anything at the time, apparently. Oh, Okay. So apparently she had gone to the doctor because she had this weird thing on her head. And she's uh-huh. very fair, red hair, thinning, you know, like thin red hair, you know, like a lot of redheads yeah. do. No, sure. And apparently she had some sort of thing on her scalp, which she thought was like a cut that just wouldn't heal. Mm. And she got it checked out. And apparently it's like a very aggressive skin cancer. Yikes. So tomorrow, I think it's tomorrow, tomorrow or Thursday, one of the, this week, they're doing uh-huh. surgery. Okay, so they're removing it. I they're removing it, and then they're taking skin from her neck and replacing it on the scalp, while also removing two lymph nodes in her neck. Yikes! Just to head it off at the pass and get them biopsied. Okay, that sounds aggressive. Yeah, this stuff gets serious, and then chemo. <laughs> awesome! Right Jesus. now, now I, I don't know how much experience you've had with people in your life having cancer. Um, I will tell you. Let me think. Uh, I, well, my good friend, Seth, who I've actually mentioned now, this probably is the fourth or fifth time I've mentioned him on this podcast. I don't even think he listens to this shit. (laughs) I should, I should, I should send him a link. Uh, anyway, Seth, he, he, he has to be probably the first person who I ever, who came close enough, uh, who I ever got close enough with friends wise um, that had it in his life. So I'll tell you the story since, since it's sad. Um, Seth married, um, his college sweetheart. Um, they both went to university somewhere in Wisconsin. Uh, he was an art guy. She was more of a, um, um, advertising type of person. Um, they moved into the, you know, this terrific house in this terrific neighborhood in the Northern suburbs of Chicago, they had two children and, uh, you know, right, right around their 10 year anniversary when, you know, their, their, their youngest was three years old and their the oldest was maybe five or six years old. Uh, she developed a brain tumor. Um, and within basically long story short, within two years, she died. Uh, and I, it's, and I met Seth kind of right after that sort of that whole thing sort of st- what happened was she she developed the tumor they found it they removed it she went into remission for a couple of months and that's when i met seth and then she came back then the cancer came back with a vengeance and fucked her shit up and and then within 9 or 10 months she was she was gone right uh and that was it was kind of a weird sort of surreal experience for me um 
because you know I was just getting to know this guy. We were developing a relationship as you know creative partners. You know, he he he's also, that's also a, a pretty uh, terrific musician. Um, plays guitar and sings and has all kinds of weird crafty ideas. And so we you know I joined his band basically and we recorded a record. Uh, and the record is actually you know has a lot to do with the passing of his wife. And there's some really passionate. Uh, it's some of, some of my favorite work that I've had a had a hand in musically speaking. Um, I should give you a copy of it so you can check it out. Anyway, that's that's the the closest I've ever come yeah. to the cancer thing off the top of my head. In my family, the cancer hasn't been the problem. Uh, diabetes is more okay. my my family's affliction. If you want to go that route. Sure. So anyway, sorry to go off on a on a tangent there. No, that's, and, and that's yeah. and that's you know that's exactly the thing. I mean, I have uh, a good friend of mine had an identical twin brother. Mm. who, while I was friends with him, his brother got sick, got bone cancer, and, and died over the course of two years. You know, Imagine watching wow. your identical twin die of cancer. No. At, at, tw- that... at, at 27 years old. No, dude. Fucking creepy. Uh, you know, <laughs> Not there's, cool. Like, yeah, so my friend Jeremy lost his brother. Um, my father died of cancer five years ago now. Um, uh, uh, he had, he had uh, pancreatic cancer, but mm. my father had had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma on and off since 1985. So uh-huh. my father had had, I'd, I'd been, I've been the son of a cancer person since I was 10. You know what I mean? Like, you know, so, so it's been on your radar at least for, yeah. for and quite my, some And time. then my, my grandfather died in 2002 of lung cancer after, uh-huh. you know, got, so he smoked all his whole life and then uh-huh. quit, you know, 20 years ago. Right. And then, uh, now lung cancer and, and yeah. yeah, killed him in like, you know, a few months. Um, Whoa. So I've now watched multiple people die of cancer. And and uh, a, a good friend of mine who worked as a barista downstairs at the Red Horse Cafe, um, she married a guy when she was living out in Wisconsin or whatever, and and, uh, and he died of cancer when she was 26 or something. Could you imagine, Jeez. like, getting married in your 20s and you're, yeah, you know, like your friend, right? I mean, this, yeah, is, dude. this is just really fucked up stuff. You anyway. know what's fucked up for, what was so fucked up for me um, was, was going to... Her funeral. Yeah. It, it, dude, going to uh, a person who's like not 70 years old, you know, like, like I've been to a fair share of funerals. I went to my grandfather's funeral and, you know, yeah. older relatives and shit. But when you go to someone who's like 30 yeah, and, you know, and their fun- I mean, there was like 500 fucking people. It was outdoor. It was like a, it looked like a fucking college graduation or something like that. It was yeah, insane yeah, yeah. how many people showed up. It was really, really like surreal and that and that's i mean the same thing with my buddy whose brother whose twin brother died i mean you know yeah yeah and actually you know it's funny because the they're they're kind of conservative jews out in in ohio and you know i flew out for the for the funeral and everything and i actually really i'm not a religious person um me neither however i found the jewish burial ceremony actually quite moving i don't know Huh. I think it's because they because they don't I don't think they embalm and then they put yeah, them yeah. in a pine box and they just stick uh-huh. them in the ground to let them you know rot back into whatever. Which yeah, I think and there's is also there, there's special time constraints and yeah, other stuff too. So there's but there's something really quite you know I don't know there was something about it that was much more human than the Christian burials I've been at. Anyway, yeah, whatever that means. Anyway, the the point of this is that it's five thirty in the morning on Saturday and I get this text from my sister saying that my friend has cancer for real. Yeah. And I I get up and I grab my phone and I read the salon article, which everybody else can go read. Uh and uh and I couldn't sleep. Cuz I have built up such a uh, uh reaction to cancer. Like mm. immediately in my head my emotional walls go like fucking something out of Transformers, you know. Nice. Like I'm automatically like, like okay, now I'm on I'm on threat. Threat level yeah. four, like instantly, right. DEFCON. Like, like uh, you know, the, you, the sounds you made actually remind me a little bit more of Tim Burton's uh, Batmobile. Yes, that's that's it's that kind of thing, you know. Yeah. And so, right my, you know, my mother was lying there. I was like, "Hey, uh, I'm going to go for a walk. You want to go with me?" And she's like, "No." She's like, "Why are you going for a walk?" And I said, "Mary Beth has cancer." Because I pee. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a dog, and I, I pee that's outside. A, and she, she's, Sorry. you know, I said, "Mary Beth has cancer." She goes, "Really?" You know. My, then suddenly, my mother wakes up and. You know, we went for a really long walk, and obviously my mother had to deal with her husband of 30-something sure. years dying, you know, 35 sure. years. Um, so my mother's 
obviously been through it all and it was her father who we watched die too and yeah, yeah. um so she's so, yeah sensitive. so we went for a really long walk but and then recently uh writer christopher hitchens i don't know if you like christopher hitchens I don't know uh, he writes is. for vanity fair okay he uh he's a british guy he drinks and smokes like a fish uh-huh. and uh you know he he writes all this vitriolic stuff which is I, I, he's a beautiful writer he has very way very nice way with words uh he wrote a book about mother Teresa not being like the best things in sliced bread and it was called the missionary position <laughs> yeah you know uh, i think actually i think i might have heard Penn Jillette talking about that dude yeah he wrote a he wrote a book another another one of those sort of atheist sort of things called god is not great recently um mm-hmm. anyway if you ever read any christopher hitchens he's an excellent writer anyway mm-hmm. he came down with esophageal cancer which has already mm. spread to his lungs and his lymph system Jesus. So basically, I mean, short of something really drastic happening, Christopher Hitchens is going to die. And uh, Charlie Rose interviewed him uh, a couple nights ago, and I watched it on Hulu yesterday. And he's just like, you know, Christopher Hitchens has been my guest a number of times. Let's take a quick look. And they go back from like, you know, 1998, little clip, 2001, little clip, 2003, mm-hmm. little clip, 2007, you know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then they like cut to him live. The dude came out as having cancer like a month ago, and he looks like Skeletor. He looks like James Carville. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean. And yeah. I was like, I was like, wow, that was fa-. like it really disturbed me watching it. And I, and maybe it's because I know so much, I've seen so much cancer that it really disturbed me. You know, sure. But but anyway, the point of all this is to say, I want to know how this kind of stuff makes you feel not like not your not your feelings towards these people but like does it does seeing if 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 you found out that i had terminal cancer you know yeah or some other yeah. good friend of yours w- would that change the way you saw your own life or do you already live your life in such a way that you're doing the best you you know what i mean like you're doing the best you yeah, can no you you ask a very very interesting question uh, and it's something i've actually put a pretty decent amount of time and energy into um uh let me see where do where do i still well let's let's go ahead and and take that first because this this actually uh, is sort of kept within a a bigger a bigger picture issue which has to do with my personal outlook on uh, you know human nature and the the destiny of man (laughs) and and other things like that but we'll see if we get into that um naturally here so so um yeah, there's something that, that, that I'm fascinated with is, uh, is how bad news um, affects someone personally. Um, I think we might have actually talked about this maybe even in the first episode um, about how I, you know, I'm, I'm full, well aware of, of there's tons of awful, awful things happening to, to people all over the world. But I tend to be um, sort of indifferent to that stuff um, because I, you know, it doesn't really affect me and I don't. I can't really relate to it. Right. It doesn't, you know, these, I don't, you know, as, as cold as it might sound, I don't really care about these people. Um, I'm not saying that I'm, I'm happy about it, but I'm right. also not, you know, I'm not sad about it either. I'm like right, right in the middle. I'm like, you know, that, that sucks. But there's, if those things did intersect your life. Exactly. So, so, so if that did happen to me, um, I, I, I think just sort of breaking down the way my brain works is I would, you know, I think the, the, the lower level human nature thing that would happen first would be how does this affect me you know what 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 is the actual real world effect on me so um uh and let's see let's use you for an example um you know you're a relatively recent friend of mine um so so you know the the connection so to speak the roots aren't that deep so it's not like it's not like my mom or or my, my my best pal from high school um you know so for whatever reason, time seems to have 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 uh, some sort of uh, uh, a factor in, into this into this equation. Sure. Um, and then there's also, and I guess, let's see, uh, just going off the top of my head, um, well, you know, I, you you have been a potential source of income for me as a as a as an employer, sure. so to speak. You know, I've I've helped worked with you uh, as an assistant on a number of occasions, and then I've also you know learned a bunch of stuff from you just uh, professionally, and you know I. I think our relationship has been really 
whatever you want to call it, a, a good investment of mine. You know, I think I've gotten a lot out of it and, and I, you know, I like to hope that it's been somewhat reciprocal, sure. but, um, but again, just sort of looking at it in this point, that's, that's sort of the way I think, you know, an analytical brain works is like, well, first thing, you know, here's some bad news. So the next first thing you have to say is, okay, am I, do I have the bad news too? You, you know, you take a look at yourself. I'm like, am I on fire too? Do I have cancer too? No. Okay, cool. So now, now that I'm, I've confirmed that I'm okay. Now I'm going to look, look, you know, one level up and like, okay, well, how does, does, does this, does this mean I have to change the way I'm standing? Do I need to move over here now? Do I need to, 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 to change, you know, do, do I need to change anything that I'm doing? Right. Um, and if that doesn't come into effect, then the next thing that comes up is like, okay, now how do I feel about this person? Is this, is this someone that, I care about is this someone that I want to help is this is this you know um you know who who what's where does this person fit in into my personal hierarchy and then and then I think then the next thing that would happen would be what can I do you know and then and then once you've determined what can you do uh then you'd move into the sort of the how and the why and the when you know it's like oh well, well okay you know yeah you can do this but it's not that practical so you you might want to you have to space, space this out or, or maybe, no, who do I know who could help, you know, or who can I talk to? What can I do to help this person? What stories, what experiences do I have? What have I seen in the past? What lessons have I learned? What experiences do I have that I can relate to this situation that might help in some way? If, and sometimes helping means um, just, just, you know, giving someone a, a shoulder to cry on or, or an ear to listen to. Uh, sometimes people like having the the whole picture drawn you know that's sort of my forte is 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 breaking down a situation to its elements and and figuring out what they what they mean how they interact you know how they interoperate with one another and uh how to how to how to you know how to work with them you know i you know sort of like troubleshooting a a, a, a computer problem if you want to go that route you could say okay well this is what's happening here's why here's what we could do here are our options sure um and now we can now we can decide how to roll um, and I'm sure for some people that's completely useless and cold and insensitive. But again, this is we're talking about me and you here. Um, so I'm just sort of would it, would it make you would it make you would you change the way you're living your own life? That's a good question. Um, you know, if if if, it would, it, if you were a smoker and you know it was lung cancer that the person had, you know what I mean? Like, would you would you quit smoking? Yeah, yeah. no, or, I, I totally, I totally get what you're saying. Um, it would really depend on the this exact specific situation. Like, like if if it, let's say, okay, uh, turns out that Bill got this disease because he sits in front of a computer too much. Um, it's like, oh shit, dude, I sit in front of a computer pretty frequently too. Maybe. Maybe that's something I should uh, I should reconsider. Then yeah, yeah, of course. You know that's I think that's yeah. that's pretty straightforward. You know, and and you know yeah, if Bill was a smoker and I am a smoker, and hey, guess what? Smoking turned out to be the the main sure. suspect in this one. Then yeah, I would I would most likely um, make a change to my behavior. I mean the 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 one higher level, which personally, you know, when my father got sick and I watched my father die, mm-hmm. uh, I started doing what I do now, which is take pictures. You know, the reason why Mm. I am a photographer, I wouldn't be here today doing this. If my father had not died, you know, Hmm. that's an interesting thing to say because I saw what was left after my father died. And I Mm -hmm. thought about what he had accomplished in his life. And I thought to myself, you know what? I I want more than, a bunch of stuff that I got because I worked some job that was okay that I didn't really care about in any meaningful way, you know, Mm -hmm. that I wanted Mm -hmm. the output of my life to mean something more and to be more personal to me. Yeah. Interesting. Have you not, this might be a totally separate conversation, but just out of curiosity, I just had a similar, not a similar, I had a conversation with another group of folks recently and it got me to thinking about this. Um, have you, what's your stance on, uh, on kids? I mean, cause technically speaking, that's sort of like the ultimate leave behind. You yeah, know, no, is... absolutely. Uh, personally, I, I have no, I don't think that I will have kids or at least I have, I have no, personally, I have no urge to have children. Um, you, I wonder, are you like me? One one of the things that that's been sort of, I don't want to say plaguing me, but something something I will 
I will definitely admit to have uh, have thought is um, is is sort of letting letting the whatever you want to call it the disease of per- perfectionism creep into unrealistic uh, places. So it's like. Sometimes, I mean, I have a, a philosophy, you know, this is something when I'm, when I'm playing a game, for example, I, I tend to be kind of conservative and I only, I only make moves that I'm, I'm certain are going to succeed, you know? And it's right. like, I don't, I don't. So like having to, a child is too unpredictable. Uh, yeah. Or the not, health not, of the not, baby, not only, how no, grow, the kid growing up, it's the not only problems that. you could have. No, because that shit, you really, it's not, it's not as much the unpredictability because that that's a that's a rule of the game. So you can't you can't really bitch about that. But what you can bitch about and what you can the things that you do have control over are uh the players and the skill level and the technique. Um so in this case to to make that analogy make sense. Um I'm talking about your you know your partner, you know. Um sure. I would absolutely I I I've been told far too many times by far too many people that I would probably make a, a, a pretty good dad, you know, or at least I, ha- I would imagine my, my child raising chops are, are up to the standard that I would hold, you know, I would expect yeah. them to be. Um, but it's so I'm funny. Not... I think I, I feel like I'm the same way, but it's almost like right. one of those things where if somebody wants to be a cop, they're probably not the right person to be a cop. Like it's the person well, who doesn't want to be a soldier who should be the one with the gun. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, do, I know. It, and that's kind of what I was, that's kind of what I was, uh, I was asking you about was, um, well, you know, I think if I was if I was given the exact right situation, because you know when I was younger, then there was the timing thing. It's like, oh no, I'm not going to have one now. I've got all this shit I want to do. Blah blah blah. And then it's, then I, as I got older, it's like, no, dude, you know what? It, it happens when it's when it's going to happen, whether you whether you want it to or not. I mean, that's that's also part of the game. But the one thing you do sort of have control over is is the is the partner, you know. And it's like, if I, I you know I, I'll say it right now, man. If I met the right girl, the right person to have a that i felt confident would be a a good mate for you know raising a child um i would i would totally go for it but i'm also (laughs) as per one of our earlier conversations um i'm also realistic and i know that um that's not you know a very likely outcome i mean i'm not saying it's not going to happen it could it could totally happen but for me to sit there and and rest my hopes on that and to continue you know, striving and, 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 and stumbling and failing and getting frustrated that I just, I, I can't you're, do that anymore. You're fine if it happens, but you're not looking for it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm, don't get me wrong. I, I mean, it's just like anything else, man. I, I've no, something I've noticed about myself over the years, um, is that I, I have a pretty good record of, uh, finding stuff. I'm, I'm, you know, like when I was a kid, when I was first getting into photography, I don't know if I ever told you about this. My, uh, my dad and I went to, um, well, my, my, I'll go even further back. My, my father was an amateur radio operator, a ham. Um, I don't know if you, do you know what that is. Sure. Um, do you know what ham radio is? Yes. Uh, so yeah, um, ham radio operators are an interesting bunch of folks, sort of the original hackers. uber geeks. Yeah. Original hackers, original geeks, um, who were super comfortable with their, with their geekdom and, they did their thing, and, and it was super cool. And I, you know, I would ser- I would have no problem attributing my personal geek uh, factor to to you know the fact that my dad was sort of a geek as well. Um, and as a kid, when my dad was actually practicing, he was actually you know an, an active operator. Um, he would drag me or drag me. He would take me to these uh, little weekend flea markets, which uh, in sure. in the in the scene are called ham fests. Um, and it's basically just what you would imagine. It's a, it's a big flea market. Sometimes they're in like an old VFW warehouse. Okay, or, like or, a computer show, but the old school. It, way old school. Like card tables and just piles and piles of random fucking random crap. Like old vacuum tubes. Yeah. Um, you mean army surplus stuff from World War Two? No, not not just that. Any dude, anything went, man. Like weird shit from Radio Shack, uh, plane parts, boat parts. Um, but it just had to have some sort of a radio technical bent to it. But sometimes these, sometimes other dudes like would know that would like, you know, they they'd have a giant table of eight track tapes. You know, it's like, oh, well, sure, I also yeah, have yeah. these. You know, so you, you never you never know what you would find. But my dad would take me to these things, and he would show me what he was looking for, and I would have a really good track record of finding whatever that random thing was. Just 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 from walking around. And then as I got older, when I got into cameras, we discovered this, um, 
this camera show, which for all intents and purposes was a ham fest, but for cameras. A cam fest, I think. Actually, I think we used to call it the cam fest now, thinking back. That's super cheesy. My dad is super cheesy, by the way. Um, so, uh, and this, the other funny thing is that this camera show still takes place to this day. And we should go, because it would be fun. It's called the, the Second Sunday uh, Camera Show. And it, it's held in Wayne, New Jersey. Somewhere, somewhere. I, I, could, I could tell us how to get there. It's no big deal. It's, it's like five bucks to get in. Um, and uh, it's basically, you know, this giant room, like a flea market, with tables and tables of old crappy you know, not so crappy you know ra- just random camera gear and when i was like 15 or 16 years old and my dad was just kind of rediscovering his his photographic self and i had my little nikon fm2 and we were you know playing around just looking for random stuff to do uh i would i would have this amazing ability to spot out these random little bits and pieces you know like that adapter ring or that that yeah, lens sure. or m- my dad had this um he was re- getting really into photo microscopy he he, he got this really cool watchmaker's uh, microscope, like a low power, like a 20X microscope, um, uh, binocular microscope. And uh, he wanted to be able to photograph some stuff. He, he started, he's also a collector of like time pieces and clocks and watches and shit. So he just started this pocket watch collection and he wanted to photograph some of them. And so, you know, Nikon, one of the cool things about Nikon, if you look, if you ever get a chance to look at some of their history, they came out with a ton of weird, random accessories for their cameras, man. The Nikon F system in the old days, man, had some seriously bizarre and, you know, just tons and tons of really cool little, you know, gadgets and attra- uh, contraptions. And one of them was this neat little adapter thing so that let you, you, could pl- you could plug your camera basically into a microscope or a telescope. Um, and so I found one. You know, we were walking around the show and I, and I found one and it was really cool. And that was, that was, uh, that was a really nice, uh, a nice feeling. So I'm trying to remember what the hell we were just talking about. We were talking about me to being a good point. parent. Being a good father. Being a good parent. Yeah. Um, but before that, there's a, or after that, uh, there's a reason I brought up the, the, the finding, the finding things. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, man, here's, here's it. it, it the, the basically boils down to this. It's not that I'm not looking. Okay. I, I know I'm confident that I know what the, the person, you know, my quote unquote ideal mate, you know, or the, you know, the most likely best right. candidate mate. I'm pretty sure I'm, I, I I'm going to know what that person, what she uh, looks like, feels like, what the vibe is going to be like. You know, I, I'm pretty sure I'll, I'll know that when I see it, you know? So it's not like I'm, it's not like I'm actively pursuing it, but I'm f- nearly positive that when I come upon it, I'll know it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just, sure. it's weird. It's this weird certainty I have. And that's, that's sort of what I think enables me to, to, to not care so much and not, not, not sweat the details and, and I guess, remain nu- neutral. You know, for me, it's always been sort of this feeling that, uh, A, I have so many things I want to do myself. And mm-hmm. there are – it's not that having children is, is, a, is a – not a limitation in the pure sense. But if you the, – the fear is that you get to a point where you have a child or two and then you have a family and you can't do the things you want to do. Not like day to day, but like you can't do the career you want to do because you need to provide for the family. And, you know, that there's that whole side of things, you know. Um, Yeah, I guess. Like, you know, I I couldn't be doing what I'm doing right now if I had kids right now. No way. That's not dude. That's not entirely true. There's no way I can make enough money to support more than me and somebody else. You know, well, yeah, I think you're also talking one other huge factor into that statement is your uh, your geographical location? Well, tr- well, yeah, but that but that's sort of a requirement of what I'm trying to do. You know, I suppose. And and, yeah. and the other thing is that like I didn't really like my childhood, you know. So I nope. I don't I don't have any sort of sense that you know. There's a lot of people who are like, oh man, I can't wait to have a kid so I could watch all these things happen to them and you know watch them mm-hmm. grow up and teach them all this stuff and everything. And it's like I didn't like being a kid, so. I have really? no, I have no urge to watch somebody be a kid. Wait, yeah. that's the, that's a pretty huge statement there, man. I mean, you yeah. didn't like being a kid. There has no. to be something. You can't just say I didn't like being a kid. Uh, I mean, that doesn't make there sense. There are were there things about being a kid that I was all right with. Yes, but overall, I I am much happier as an adult than I was as a child. Huh. I think it was a lack of control. My father was a drinker. 
You know, I mean, there was there's there's a lot of stuff in there. You know. Okay. But the but the practical upshot of it is that. I don't have that urge to see it. You know what I mean? Like, no, I, I, if I anything, I don't want to watch somebody go through it again. You know? No, of course, of course. And it's I mean, funny because, you know, as we said a couple weeks ago, I have a new nephew. Right. You know? We were just talking about that. And my mother made a good point the other day because um, my brother-in-law doesn't talk to his family. You know, my, my sister's husband doesn't talk to his, his mother or father. At all? At all. His father left when he was 15. He doesn't talk to him. Uh, his mother apparently has all kinds of issues, so he doesn't talk to her. Wow. And, you know, my father's dead. And my mother made the observation this weekend that Bert only has one grandparent. Her. Yep. Huh. And other than me, I'm the only active aunt or uncle. You know what I mean? Huh. You know, yeah. like, you know, I sort of said that whole thing about there being three of us and then there were four of us again now that Bert's born. And it's yeah. really, that's it. That's all there is, you know. That's bizarre. Yeah, it's really kind of creepy, right? Um, I would, uh, yeah, I wouldn't say creepy. It's just weird. Anyway, you know, the other thing I noticed that a lot of parents do that I think people have to be careful of is that they have children and they use that as sort of justification for not fulfilling their own dreams. It's sort of like they, 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 they push the whole thing down one generation, you know? Yeah, oh, I was never I, able I to make it as about. a photographer, but, you know... Joe's super smart and, you know, like that whole thing. And Joe someday is going to whatever. It's like, no, why don't you do it? Like if we keep pushing it off generation to generation, generation, think of all the things that people don't do. And I'm not saying every parent's like that. I'm just saying that like that's this weird sort of mental thing. It's sort of like once you have kids and you've raised the kids, you're no longer sort of playing the game in the same way. Yeah, I think – the way I would I would handle that particular situation, um, and I, I mean, who am I to fucking talk? I I really don't have any experience in this at all. But but just kind of off the top of my head, from from some of the tricks that I've learned in dealing with things, um, what I would try to basically do is readjust my expectations. You sure. know, I would I would basically of yourself or of the people around you, everybody. Everybody, man. I mean, let's let's use this analogy. Um, you know, imagine you're sort of you're you know you're you're walking down a straight line, um, and you know, and, and we'll say the straight line is a road, right? Um, and you know, ideally, the goal is that you're walking forward, and you're 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 standing upright, and you know, occasionally some wind or gravity will have an effect on you, which will either slow you down or knock you off course a little bit. But ideally you're going to sort of just, you know, you want to sort of stay the course, stay on, stay on track and, and keep moving forward, you know, stay sort on of target. In, yeah. Stay neutral on target. <laughs> I can't see him. Yeah. Uh, neutral, neutral forward. Um, but as, as you progress, um, different things can develop, you know, you could, you could start, uh, your foot could start to hurt. Sure. You know, so now you need to now you need to readjust your expectations and readjust your pace and and your balance and this and that or or now you have to carry this bag. You know, it's like this has to come with you or you have to now now this person is you, you have to accommodate this other thing, you know, yeah. and it's not like it's not as much that, is, that you have a choice um, because, well, you know, yeah, but obviously, you, but, but, but with children, with family, starting a family, yeah. you I mean, barring, of course, you know, the the we're Catholic, we don't use birth control and we're against abortion kind of situation. No, sure. Like you do sure. have a choice, right? No, I, I you can I know, choose to pick up that bag or not, you know? Well, yeah, you can, but, but, but let's, let's for, for this explanation, let's just assume that you, you know, you've decided that, that, that you're going to do this the right way, you know, because you are a control freak and you don't embark on, uh, uh goals and objectives that you don't honestly believe that you can't, complete to your own satisfaction okay yep right because i mean i i know that you and i have that sort of whatever you want to call it affliction in common (laughs) um so so let's just assume that we've gotten past that and it's like no dude you 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 bought the bag and and it doesn't matter if you if you don't want it anymore you 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 fucking got the bag dude you got to deal with it until it either breaks or someone steals it or or whatever and in that situation i think both of us would do a good job at it I think you know it's funny talking about this. I think that's that's kind of what happened with my dad. Um, I, I'm, I'm we don't really talk about this. And my mom, my my folks are 
are separated. It's, it's kind of complicated. I'm not going to get into it right now. Uh, they're technically still married, but they don't, they haven't lived together for over 10 years now. Um, and, uh, you know, as, as they've gotten older and, and whatever, weirder, <laughs> um, I've, I've had conversations with both of them, more, more my mom on, on this particular front than my dad. But my mom's told me weird little stories, little tidbits here and there about how, like, when she and my dad first got married, they, they didn't want to have kids. And, you know, they didn't have kids until they were married for five years. Mm-hmm. Um, and what wound up happening was my mom, I think she developed some sort of a girl parts problem. I can't remember what it was. Something, something to the effect that her, her doctor basically said, look, if you ever want to have kids now, you've got to do it now. And this is back, obviously back in the 70s, so right. who knows what, what the hell it was and how accurate it was. But anyway, that seemed to freak her out. And that could be because, and this kind of comes around to the other thing I was going to say before, uh, because of my mom's upbringing. My mom is the youngest of five, and then her father had like five, and her mother had four um, siblings, uh, and and the, the family's huge. I, I grew up just knowing that my family on my mom's side alone was already twice the size of the, the average person's family. And then my dad's family was actually pretty darn big, too. Even though it was just him and his sister, both of his parents, my, my dad's parents, my, my grandparents, had multiple siblings as well who all lived to be, like, well into their 80s and stuff. Like, one of them is still alive. It's crazy. Actually, my grandmother's still She's fucking 90. She just turned 95, which is insane. Um, anyway, um... My mother, I think, was just sort of preconditioned to this this family thing. Like she felt com- compelled to to have a family. Um, so so my dad, because he he you know he loved my mom, sort and I guess he wasn't entirely opposed to it. He just sort of went into it. Just I, I one of these is I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have a chat with my dad about this and see what his what his recollection is. Yeah, because he's weird. I'll you know, I'll talk to him and he'll. He'll have the weirdest. He'll remember the weirdest shit and, and not remember the weirdest shit. It's so frustrating. It's weird sometimes. that I think you and I are now getting to the age where we can ask these kinds of sort of questions of our parents, and they'll actually answer us, like for reals. Yeah, yeah you know what I mean. Like without <laughs> totally. without no, fear of of upsetting us for whatever reason. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like no, you're an adult. And, and like, well, I, I, dude, I, I more than once I have thought to myself. I still haven't done this math. I feel like a retard for not doing this, but, but um, I'm of the age that that you know my parents had kids already. You know, like oh, I think yeah. my 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 dad is a couple years younger than my mom. I guess they got married when he was I don't know twenty eight, and yeah. she was thirty, we'll say, and then she had me when she was thirty four, which 35. is pretty late for the seventies. It was late. Yeah, it was late. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't know the the numbers. I'm not never. Yeah, my never father had enough. a ten year old daughter and a seven year old boy at my age. Yeah, fucked up, right? Yeah. Um. So so yeah. So um. So anyway, I think I what I inherited from my, my so what my dad basically did, and this is my interpretation. Um, he basically made the best of the situation. Yeah. And he's like, you know what? Look, I didn't I didn't vote for this. This wasn't my idea, but I'm I'm in I'm in it to win it or whatever. I'm in it for the long haul. And I'm going to do the best I can. And I, he never said that to me. You know, I, I'm, again, I'm, it's, it's, it's just really interesting that I'm actually like just sort of assuming this. Um, based well, do you on feel like you have an easier time getting inside of your father's head as you get older? Because I do. That, like I, 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 I can think like I can almost put myself inside my father's head at times, you know. Well, yeah, well I think I know what you mean. Um, I was fortunate enough at a younger age, like at, at, as early as age 20 or 21 to, to have, have made that weird realization. I'm sure you've made this realization. Everyone makes it eventually that you were this bizarre, perfect blend of your parents. Yeah. You know? So when I discovered this, uh, like on a psychological level, like I was doing some, some personal, you know, asking myself questions like, why the fuck am I doing this? Why do I do this? And then it just sort of hit me one day. I'm like, oh, well, dude, this, this is exactly what mom does that. You got this from mom. And then it's like, then that sort of cracked the door and I'm like, oh my God. And I started tracing all of these weird little behaviors and thoughts and, and, and even physical stuff, um, to both of my folks. And ever since then, I've been sort of aware of that and, and paying closer and closer attention to these weird little things that I do and where they came from. So, so to, to answer your question, yeah, um, I definitely feel that the older I've gotten and the wiser I've gotten, man, it's just so weird. I feel such, like such a weirdo saying wise, but man, I, I can't lie, dude. Ten years ago, I didn't know. I feel like I didn't know half the shit that I know now. Yeah. You know, 
And it's just so it's 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 an interesting place to be. And I kind I kind of dig it. Uh, and I wonder. I'm you know, I'm, I'm kind of psyched about what's coming up next. It's it's know. it's it's funny. It's like I, I watched. You know, I read the article about my friend, and I watched the Christopher Hitchens thing where he's sick, and I simultaneously want to get on and do stuff while I still have time, right? And take a nap because it's what's the point? Like yeah. I simultaneously yeah. feel both sides of that. You know? No, like, I totally. You know what? I, totally I should just it. like take my credit card and go travel the world because because you can. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like there's it, there's kind of part of me that says that. You know. Yeah, you should. You know what? I, I got I to gotta relate another. This seems to be a story about Dan's parents today. Um, my mother um, is this insane travel junkie. Right. Um, I would venture to guess if, if I had to. I mean, as I might have mentioned in the past, she's not, you know, not from the United States originally. She was born in, in Egypt. And she, she, you know, she was just raised traveling. You know, she, she's always been, and you know, she's the only member of her family that's that that lives in the United States. You know, that doesn't live um, either in Europe or South America, or you know, where the other where the other folks live. Sure. Um, and so she's always been traveling. Like she always went home. And I would guess, man, there haven't. If I had to put a number on, I would say three months is probably the longest spell of time. That she ever stayed in one spot. Maybe when we were kids, it was longer. Maybe seven months. But every summer, man, we would get we would go on vacations to visit family in who knows where, all over the world. Um, and I, you know, as a kid, obviously, I just took that for granted. But I, you know, I think now that was a huge win for me, uh, experience wise. And um, <clears throat> um, what I was going to say is, uh, now in her old age, my mom is you know is of retirement age. Um, she just turned 70, which is kind of crazy. Um, she is, she's kind of like exactly what you just said, man. She's like, you know what? Uh, I still have a ton of places to go and a ton of people I want to see and a ton, you know, a bunch of people I care about that I'm going to act on while I am still physically able to. Yeah. Um, do you ever get that urge even at your age? No, you don't. Mm Mm-mm. I don't think so. Let me, th- I mean, see, cause like th- there are things that you and I, let's say you and I went and traveled to China right now. Right. You know, we said, right. screw it. Come on, let's go to China for a week. Okay. Or whatever. Are there are paying? things that you and I will be able to do that your mother won't be able to do physically. You know what I mean? Sure. Let's go climb that giant hill, you know what sure. I mean? Or whatever. Sure, is, sure. You know? So isn't there a certain amount of, you know, yeah, it's great that you can do it when you retire, or when you're 60 or 65 or 70, like your mom, but if you're 35 or 36 or you know what I mean? Like that, mm-hmm. that they're that shouldn't you do it when you can, you know, there's the whole thing of like, you know, work really hard and save up your money so that you can do all this stuff when you're 60. It's like, yeah, but you're going to, no, no, you're yeah. not going to experience it the same when you're 60. No, I, I, I totally, and it's going to yeah. complete. And, and having that experience at 30 or 35 is going to change the way you live your forties and fifties. Absolutely. You know? No, no. I, and that, I, yeah. In that respect, I, I, I have had those thoughts and, and I, I have a, a shorter, I guess a shorter loop, whatever you want to call it. Um, I, I do that every couple of years, you know, every couple of years, it, I guess it just sort of happens. It's not like I plan it, but, um, I, I, I fall into a situation where a potential, not to, not to sound cliche, but a potential once in a lifetime opportunity sort of happens. And I just, I say, fuck it. I'm going to do it. I can, I can, and I'm gonna, so I do, you know, and I've, I've had probably five of those in the past. The most recent examples, um, are Australia and Japan. Okay. Um, which we can talk about at some other point in time. But, uh, but yeah, no, I, just to answer your question, I am, I'm a total believer and agree, you know, I agree with you on that one. I, you know, when those sort of opportunities uh, arise, I, I like to seize them and, and I would, I, I'm overdue for one, actually. I think me moving to New York kind of put the brakes on it and sort of maybe, maybe hit a reset button of some sort. Um, but I feel like me, making this change you know t- turning into a professional photographer you know last year um has been a, you know was a smart move and, and it's gonna warrant interesting things in the near future yeah of that of that sort so i'm i'm you know i'm optimistic about that it's yeah it's funny when it, you know for a while after my dad died I, I i sort of had this really sort of intense drive you know, that like every day mattered, you know, it was like one of those sort of like, don't waste yeah, it, yeah. don't waste it, don't waste it, you know? No, of course. I mean, I think that's totally natural, man. Yeah, I mean, that's, but, that's but it's funny how it just sort of, it, it, it dissolves a little bit. 
you know. But it's like you want. I, mean, I think it's one of those things you. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, you, but you, it you, doesn't dissolve. But you, I mean, you want to hold on to it, and it's it's kind of like you know seeing a bright light and then closing your eyes. You know, you can still see the light, but it slowly dims. It's like no, don't go away. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, you yeah. kind of want to. So you know, if if there's an upside to, you know, my friend getting, you know, being diagnosed sick, you know. Yeah. I mean, and she's got two uh-huh. little girls. How many? Uh, two. I thought you said twelve. Yeah, two little girls, and uh, <laughs> that's a lot of girls. Dude. And you know, and 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 yeah. So I mean, there's also that whole thing, you know. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's just it's just heavy, you know. And and I and I was going to call her the other day, and I texted her and said, you know, thinking about you, but you know, she probably got f- so many freaking calls the day the article came out that oh, I sure. didn't want to just be another person on the phone. Yeah, and I've no, been and I've been through so many of these things. It's like I'm a professional <laughs> cancer can- consultant, helper. dealer, helper. Yeah. Person, you know, uh, I know. Yeah, I know. But, what you, and mean, it's, you know, but I had to play with her a little bit. I was like, hey, but you know, at least you look good in the photo. You know, <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, I mean, in that situation, man, I, what I would do, and I'm sure you're doing this too. Um, it, it, you you would just go with your instincts, man. Feel it out. You know, you, you'll you'll know. You'll have a you'll have an instinct about when when the right time will be to to say something or do something or whatever. It'll yeah. it'll it'll present itself to you. You know. It's funny um, how these things they come out of nowhere though. You know. I love I'm it. Man. They're eating pizza with my mom and boom. No, that's 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 man. That that's one of the few things. That's that's actually one of the only things that drives me. I mean, you know how you're talking about sometimes you wish. Uh, so you're in this position where it's like, oh my god, either I'm either motivated to go make the most of everything, or I just want to lay down and and crawl into a hole and disappear. For me, um, I I don't know what it is, man. Uh, there's probably some some interesting psychology behind this, but for whatever reason, um, that kind of change, tra- traumatic change, uh, really appeals to me. You know, um, another uh, an example positive of what I'm talking or about. negative. Yeah, I mean, positive, po- negative seems to seems to be more powerful than positive, um, or m- more frequent. Or I don't know. I I, I can only I, I seem to have a deeper memory of of negative ones. Yeah. But yeah, it's like like imagine if you're watching um, like a, a size a seismograph crawl past. You know, like a you know for earthquakes. Yeah. And then there's a tr- there's a giant tremor. You know, it it's that kind of shit that takes, you know. This kind of cycles back to that, uh, to that my, my bit on routine and, and cycles and patterns. You know, the, the only thing that's going to break a cycle or a pattern is, is some serious, you know, movement, you know, is, is some gravity, you know, is some momentum. Something has to physically shake your shit up to, to knock you off those rails. Um, and more often than not, it's, yeah. it's not a good thing, you know. So, well, I guess you could say. It's, it's funny, though, how if you're, if you're, if you're feeling complacent. Yeah. You, you, there's part of you that kind of says, "Oh man, I'm like, there's nothing that's going to get me out of this." And then, wham, something and happens. Boom, like yeah, this. it's like, yeah, yeah. you like you inherit a million dollars, or you have a baby, or you lose your leg, you know, or yeah, yeah, or yeah. an earthquake happens, or you know, the bomb goes off. Nine eleven. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So, so there's a part of me that really digs that. I don't know what you want to call it. Uh, I'm not wishing ill will right. on anybody i'm not saying oh man i hope that person gets hit by a car i hope that person gets cancer uh, or i hope that person wins the lottery you know fuck it I, I you know either or i don't care but there's just that 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 the little, unpredictability of life yeah, is what that, keeps that, you interested yeah man i i that's 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 one of the few things that that when i can when i ha- have to i can i can sort of draw on and and get psyched about you know i i mean i just there's something really amazing about knowing that when i walk down those stairs uh, who fucking knows what's going to happen? I could slip and break my leg, you know, <laughs> you know, or yeah, I could, yeah, uh, yeah. I could, I could run, I could knock the, that girl who's going to be the mother of my children over, you know, <laughs> yeah. who knows? It's um, funny. Cause those, those are the things that I want to limit those things. You know, what do you mean limit them as much as possible? You, I, I, you know, I, if, even if I wanted to have kids, there would be part of me that wouldn't want to have kids for fear of the kid having down syndrome. Or the kid getting hit by a car five years from now, you know. Sure. That, like I, no, of course. And I don't know if that's that's a defense mechanism because of the crap that I've been through in my family or whatever. You know that there's sort no, of like that. a you automatically assume the worst. You know. I do. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. So I, I I'd almost be willing to give up. You know, it's just like I don't want pets because I know eventually they're going to die or get hurt or whatever it is. And the downside of all of that stuff to me is worth more than the upside. 
Interesting. Yeah, I mean, people have accused me of those very of similar things. Like, I, I, in fact, I used to think that way, man. I used to, when I was less experienced at failing in uh, in the world of romance, <laughs> um, <laughs> I used to, you know, I used I used to get all up in that shit, man. I'm like, dude, this 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 sucks. I'm not gonna do this anymore because it always ends the same, and that's no fun. Yes, you but know? yeah, but this coming from you, who you know, I'm much more willing to jump in the pool for romantic stuff than you are most of the time. I suppose. You know. I don't know. How long have you been in a relationship? Two and a half years. That's a long time. Yeah, I know. I mean, relatively speaking. Yeah. Which I is, just, you know. Yeah. I don't know. It's just interesting. No, of course. I don't know. I, so th- this, the point is that these things come and they kind of slam into you. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, long story short, I think that's a crucial and essential component of being a person, being a human. And while there are definitely bad sides to it, I think it's also, you know, yeah. uh, the only way things move forward. It's the, it's the only way things progress. Um, and at the end of the day, progress, you know, moving forward is, 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 is the ultimate goal. Yeah, it's... Uh just sucks that it has to be people you care about it does it does i mean yeah it's ah oh man that's yeah yeah and there's you know there's no there's no way to sort of sugarcoat it i mean yeah. you're always gonna you know you you will always come around to to the realization i mean i think it, you have to look at it as a as a as a as a loop you know or a cycle it's like okay well this is the part of the of the song where it's slow and sad and annoying yeah but I happen to know that in, in another two minutes here, the song picks up and there's some pretty cool stuff that happens, you know, and then, and then it gets sad again. But then, you know, as long as you, so if you, if you can sort of appreciate the fact that there's an ebb and flow and there's a routine to it, yeah. um, makes it, makes it much, much easier to deal with. I guess I'm just ready for a dancey part of the song. Yeah, man. Um, I have faith in your, in yourself and, and, know that you've you've been around you know long enough and have good enough instincts to uh to recognize it when it when it comes yeah uh, and with that i think we uh we did pretty well yeah yeah uh so uh we'll end it there indeed thanks dan you got it buddy Thanks.